You're listening to the Vince Quinn Show on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, Vince Quinn, we're back, baby, on CBS Sports Radio. If you want to hop in, 855-212-4227. A lot of the conversation so far has been in regards to the NFC. Hey, Chief Ravens, best two teams in the AFC. Sure, who's the best team in the NFC? Again, 855-212-4227. But tonight, obviously the big news, sports news, is that LeBron James and the Lakers yet again for LeBron. This is 10th time getting to the NBA Finals. And joining us to talk about it is our man, national writer with CBS Sports Radio, David Shepard. Shep, what's up? Hey, what's up, Vince? What's up, Patrick? Thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, happy to have you on. So, first off, obviously, Shep, I mean, we got the Lakers 117-107 over Denver. Uh, impressions from the game? Well, look, I mean, the Nuggets were 6-0 in elimination games in the 2020 bubble. They did it against a really good Utah Jazz team. And I understand there's chemistry issues with the Clippers, but they did it against arguably the second most talented team in the NBA. Still have a guy in Kawhi Leonard, one of three guys in NBA history to have two finals MVPs with two separate teams. They go 3-0 and in elimination games against them, and then they face the Lakers in their 0-1 in elimination games. I mean, the Lakers are head and shoulders above anybody else in the NBA right now. And you know what? You said 10 NBA finals, Vince. LeBron is the fourth guy to ever accomplish that, and every single time he's been the best player on his particular squad, it's amazing. I'm happy for LeBron. I'm happy for the NBA because you and I both know the NBA is very fortunate when they have LeBron James in the final. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's always entertaining, and then you naturally get all these LeBron and Jordan comparisons every second of every day for like two weeks. It's just <laughs> it's, it's all that stuff, right? So, so let me ask you this then, Shep, is why is it you think – that the Lakers are the team that can actually stop Denver. Why was it that they were the ones when it came to that first elimination game? How come they stopped them? Well, it comes off um, with the jolt of energy that Dwight Howard gives the Lakers. I mean, you know, the Clippers, I mean, they have Zubats, but, you know, he's not a, he's not a rim protector. He's not a, you know, a bully uh, ball kind of player. And then you talk about, you know, Rudy Gobert. He doesn't have the t- now he has He's a rim protector, but he doesn't have uh, the real toughness to stop Jokic. So that's one thing. You have Dwight Howard, who changed the series when Vogel inserted him in the starting lineup. But what do you have? What, what do the Lakers have that no other team has in the entire world? LeBron James. They got LeBron James, and then they got <laughs> what? The second. Well, I was having this debate, by the way, Vince. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Anthony Davis. Now I would say, when Kevin Durant is on the floor, right, and we don't know what's going to happen with the ACL, but when Kevin Durant is back. Right? Yeah. Who is going to be the second best player in the world? I'm giving it to Durant. Assuming he's the same guy, I'm going Durant. Really? Yeah. Despite coming back from an Achilles tendon, which is one of the most severe injuries when it comes to the NBA, nobody in Kevin Durant's situation, in terms of being in year 12, has come back successfully. Dominique came back, but he wasn't the success that we have known need to be, you know, prime 1988. You really think KD's going to be the second best player in the world next year? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's been so great throughout his career. He's a shooter. He's, he's just so smooth with that. I'm going to say until I see him not be that guy, I'm going to give him a chance. Fair enough. And what you also notice, Vince, to, to put a bow on that question, when LeBron James wants to be lasered in on defense, in year 17, there's still nobody that can stop a ball handler like LeBron James because he still has the quickness when he wants to. He has the acceleration, and I've never seen a player be able to block a guy from behind like King James, even in year 17. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing to see the raw athleticism, the kind of shape that he keeps himself in. And by the way, Shep, he's doing all this without all the load management, right? Like he didn't do the Kawhi Leonard treatment this year. He did not. Now, now, now there's two things. So there's going to be a knock on the NBA champion, whoever that is, because of home court advantage or lack thereof, right? So you eliminate the travel. And that's the one thing that as an NBA player you despise being at the top of the pinnacle in terms of professional basketball. Now, the other thing is people are going to argue that Milwaukee Bucks would have made it had it not been for the NBA bubble. And obviously with social justice and the Milwaukee Bucks were on the forefront of that. And Giannis got hurt. So people are going to, especially LeBron haters, they are going to delegitimize this NBA championship. But you know what, Vince, here's the thing. Everyone right now, whether it's the you know, Twitter sphere, whether it's Instagram, whatever the case may be, everybody is anointing the Lakers as the next NBA champions. But the problem is they haven't even faced the Boston Celtics or Miami Heat team. And you know Spolster spells blood. And you also know that the Celtics have revenge on their mind because they lost in seven to LeBron and company in 2018. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to think about this series, and I can make a good case for either of those teams giving the Lakers a good run. I mean, they're really talented, well-coached squads, you know? It's, it's a good group. Absolutely. I mean, you talk about maybe two of the four best coaches in the NBA with Spo and Stevens, but I, I, I got to tell you, man, uh, Rajon Rondo is the unsung hero in this series. Um, this guy always seems to make the right lob. He always seems to hit that big shot, you know, when the shot clock is down to two and one, and he, you know, chucks up a 30-footer. He can't make it in the regular season, but playoff Rondo is a real thing. And, and Vince, let me go back to AD for a second. Okay. He hit the two biggest – I don't know if you agree with this, but he hit the two biggest shots in this series. We know about the game, too. That's, that's obvious. Yeah. But the Nuggets are resilient. And they came back. Now, the third quarter belonged to the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, they're down double digits in the first half, and they're making a real run. And you can see Jamal Murray, despite being hurt, he's getting his step back. He's getting his swag back. And all of a sudden, AD at the top of the key shoots it like Steph. I've never seen AD shoot lights out like this. And the guy doesn't miss from the free throw line. He is, aside from, remember, and this is the amazing thing about this, Anthony Davis, is a great three-point shooter right now. Anthony Davis, you don't have to worry about sending to the foul line in the biggest of games because he's shooting over 92% in the conference finals. There's always those whispers about LeBron James. Can you trust him to get to the line and knock down two critical free throws? We know what AD can do. It's scary good how these two guys have been. Yeah, I mean, there's just such a great pair. And the way, it's so interesting, too, because you have the size of LeBron, you have the size of AD, but then it is like you see Dwight Howard on the floor as well, and you go like, wow, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of big guys. And as a Sixers fan, it, it on some level appalls me, but they're talented and they make it work, <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's been such a remarkable thing to see. And, and by the way, we're talking with David Shepard, who's a national writer here with us at CBS Sports Radio. So, Shep, let me ask you about this, because the other guy who's really been remarkable is obviously Jamal Murray. And now that that run is at a close, I mean, what do you think? of his playoffs this year well i think he's you know anointed himself to be the next uh great guard in the nba i mean look at the up-and-coming point guards i mean who would you say that is ben simmons being a sixers fan but the problem is he no right exactly now tyler Hero's young he's, he's 20 he had that magnificent 37 point game but we don't know he can do that on a nightly basis Jamal Murray, I mean, you talk about a guy, 59 regular season games, 0-40 points. Gets to the playoffs in three of his first six games, 40-point games. And the, 
the semi-conference finals against the L.A. Clippers. He drops another 40 spot. Uh, 32 points, 8 assists, the last game in which he was healthy against the Lakers. The only guy to do that younger in a conference finals game is none other than Kevin Durant, full circle here. But you're talking about a guy that has, in my mind, catapulted himself into a top 10 player because he did it at the biggest stage. He did it against a team where every single best player had to guard him, including LeBron. And LeBron gave him the ultimate brace after just saying, look, this guy is, you know, virtually unguardable. You know, I, I was lucky just to stay in front of him. And that's coming from, you know, the best player of his generation. And I would say at this point, one of the three or four greatest players in NBA history, although I put Kobe and Jordan ahead of him, of course. See, we're getting back to that GOAT conversation. You know yeah. this is going to be the narrative for the next couple of weeks. Well, all it, about LeBron James and the GOAT. Well, He's it always five, is. By the way, Ben. What's that? He's got to win at least five. You He's got to win at least five. Okay. He's got to get to Kobe. You can't. You, everyone's going to put him on the Jordan level. You've got to get to Kobe before you get to MJ. Well, here's the thing. The way he's had to move around, he goes into the Warriors uh, buzzsaw with all the talent that they have. I mean, isn't there something to be said for winning, like, two games with Matthew Dellavedova? Like, I, I, I just look at this. Like, there's got to be some credit for that. It can't just be all rings. But, Vince, like, here's the thing. You're 3-6 and six in NBA Finals, right? Two of those instances, you got swept. Now, Allen Iverson got a game off of Shaq and Kobe and Derek Fisher and Robert Ory and Horace Grant and Ron Harper. I mean, that is championship pedigree and it's all-time great talent. Allen Iverson got one, and he had Eric Snow as his point guard, and Aaron McKee was the second-best <laughs> offensive player on that team. You, you know this. I do know this. attention to 2001. Yeah, no, it it was. <laughs> it's hard to think back on on some of that stuff. You're you're opening all my wounds, Shep. I can't do this anymore. Uh, but no, it, 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 but it's been great running through all this with you. So like it, all the uh, for here's the thing: if you're looking for numbers, if you're looking for great information, my man Shep Scott, you can find him at the Good Shepherd underscore on Twitter. He's a national writer with us here at CBS Sports. Shep, thanks so much, man. Vince, pleasure to be on with you, man. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, we'll do it again soon.